expectations. That time I heard it. <laughs> is there any? Is there anything better than hearing the the sweet sweet sound of my voice saying expectations in in the low friends and low expectations no, intro? You know, I number to answer your question, no, there's not. Um, I just remember when we first started this, and you sent me that, and I was like, I just I lost it. <laughs> it's just expectations. <laughs> it just. <laughs> Didn't even, I don't know, looking back now, I don't know what would have been funnier. I don't know if you singing expectations would have been funnier, you attempting to sing expectations, or if just the way you did it would have been funny. I don't know how I would have reacted to the other one, but three years later, three seasons later, I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, that is perfect. Still perfect. Maybe, and, maybe and we want to let the fellas know too, you, you might've seen that, um, if you watch the Charlotte football documentary, there's a companion podcast. We are aware that they have stolen our our logo and our marks, and um, we are currently filing a lawsuit. So, um, to just know that know that the fellows know that we've we've been we've ripped off. <laughs> our copyright has been infringed upon. <laughs> yep. Oh man, we, we were definitely here first. I just know that yeah. much. So well, well, when you're at the well, top, guys. people come for you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And that's uh, we're we're kind of at the top. We've 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 surpassed a thousand plays. We've got over what sixty up or forty forty episodes, I guess, or over at least well over forty episodes now. So yeah, man, total episodes. So we're 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 going places. We're not going very far, but we're going somewhere. What are you talking about? We have <laughs> listeners in Germany, right? We've uh, I think we've amassed eleven total dollars. We've off officially of ads. gone international. We've got ads revenue. Yeah, we've made like three dollars in ad revenue. So, you're talking about not going places, We're going as far as the fellas can take us. <laughs> <laughs> Going to use it to buy buy ourselves. I just like do you do you remember a comment? Do you remember a comment that Joe made like back when we first started? He's like, he's. <laughs> He said something to the effect of like, would we contribute ad revenue to, to the league? Would that money go to the league? And I was like, how much do you think we're going to make? You realize it's like two cents per listen, right? Y'all better, better play the fuck out of our episodes. It's like, first of all, no. The money would not go to the league. Second of all, it's like $4. You are severely <laughs> overestimating how much money we make on this. Yeah, this, this shit ain't Spotify. It ain't like 10 cents per listen or something like that or whatever the Spotify rate is per, I mean, per stream. Technically, it is Spotify, but we are definitely on the poor man's version. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, for those of you who are listening in for the first time, uh, you get to you get to be joined by some of the best professionals in the industry um, with uh, my co-host, Keith. Vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. I'm joined with our super producer, Philly. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And of course, I'm the commish. (laughs) 
And that you is look still upset every time you play that one. I really like it. You though. asked for that one. <laughs> I know. I really like it. It's like one of my favorite one of my favorite Rick and Morty episodes is the the evil Morty. But uh, yeah, well, welcome back, guys. Season three, episode two. Week one is in the books. Um, I feel like a lot has happened in a very short period of time from Thursday to, to last night with Monday and then the fantasy football world. Lots of injuries, lots of upsets, and uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, action going on and, and low expectations, obviously. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to get into it today. We have obviously some some really great some really great content to go over. Got a massive list of ad drops for y'all to take into consideration. Keith got it whipped up a, a beautiful two minute drill that's gonna probably. Uh, Probably test our test our resolve here on if uh, if we can make it through it or not in a timely manner. Uh, we've got some new segments that we're going to be testing out. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the uh, the low expectation script looks like for this this 2023-2024 season, and then obviously we're going to finish this off with our pickums and uh, talk about who's in the hot seat already because uh, you know it's never too early to 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 get there. And never uh, too early. Lastly, we've got some. A great, great mailbag question that's going to be that's going to be talked about this afternoon or this evening, um, hopefully. So I'm excited to to get into it, guys. Uh, how, how do we feel being back? I love it. I love it. Feels like uh, feels like we never left. I I mean, I, I spent most of the day working on the agenda. I I took off work today and uh, spent a good bit of the day working on the agenda, and I was just like doing my research and stuff. I was like, oh my god. As as nice as it is at the end of the season to like not do it every week, um, you start to miss it. You start to miss it really fast. And like you know, we only do like the once a month. This see this off season, we probably did like three total over the summer. Our goal was once a month, and we did like once every two months. So, being back selfishly too, like we we text all like we're in you know several different group texts mm-hmm. between the fantasy league and cheeky footy boys and all that. And I know that we talk all day long, but I still feel like. I miss this like weekly, like us just catching up. It feels like we're talking about fantasy football, but we we catch up beforehand and afterhand and afterwards. And I feel like it's uh, it just feels I don't know, just miss you. I miss I miss my guys. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's uh, it's not the same when you're texting, right? Because right. uh, it's like you know it's it, it's a little less genuine. My mom always asks, she's like, oh. Uh, this was a while ago, but she's like, oh, like, how's Kiefer doing? And I was like, he's, I guess he's doing fine. Like, he's been sending me memes back and forth all day. So, yeah, I guess. Like, it seems Sally. like he's okay. <laughs> Sally. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, Billy, Sam, Carl, Hoke, I pretty much talked to every single day in some capacity. Um, and yet, like, yeah, like Philly was saying, like, not in in this setting in this context you know it's just it's good it's good just us get to connect get to talk about something we love which is football and fantasy to, football yeah get to listen to philly roast joe it's always a, it's always a good time there's not going to be any joe roasting tonight uh i i have a question for the boys unrelated to <laughs> that fantasy we know football. Of. that we know there's no current plans to roast joe on the show tonight um but does anybody else's significant others find it weird how often you text the boys like I'll talk to Colby and she'll be like, um, how, like, how's this person doing? Or what are we texting them about? And I'm like, I text them every day. We talk all day long. And she's like, what do you mean you talk all day long? And I'll like scroll through our texts. I'm like, this is since 
it's four o'clock. This is since two. Like, I'm just scrolling. I'm like, just in the last couple hours. Like, I don't think you realize how often we talk all day long. And I don't know if like yeah. if y'all's significant others are the same way, but like Kobe apparently lives like an isolated existence, and I'm over here. Yeah, too many group chats to yeah. handle. <laughs> just yeah. pulling up with the boys. <laughs> I've got I've got too many friends, according to Kara, and I'm like I've got like seven, and that's a lot. <laughs> we just text all, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's not it's not. Morgan knows. Morgan knows that like I talk to the fellas, you know. So when when it's too much, she'll be like, "Hey, do you mind putting your phone away?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure." It's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess, I guess. If you want my attention, he's looking on his watch. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing, <laughs> no, nothing. My heart rate's nothing. up. My heart rate's up. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, boys. All right. Well, speaking of high heart rates, you want to get into this two minute drill? Oh man, I'm, I'm going to push us up. today. I'm going to push us. We didn't get a preseason, so we are jumping right into the regular season. All gas, no breaks. About to look like the Philadelphia Eagles week run. <sighs> I'm ready rusty, though. You rusty, ready? But we're going to get the let me let me take a drink of water. Got my <laughs> okay. Clear the throat. <clears throat> my Fletcher Cox Eagles. <clears throat> uh, don't want to talk about the Eagles. Okay, uh, I got to skewed up so. <laughs> Let's do it. You, right. you got the. You got the. All right. We ready? Yep. All right, boys. We're gonna kick us off, and we're starting in three, two, one. Dan Flashes versus Kentucky Fried Cholo. Things started slow for Dan Flashes as rookie Gibbs tallied just nine touches on Thursday night's game. Dan Flashes appeared to rebound with good outings from keeper Justin Jefferson and other rookie running back Bijan Robinson, but the production stopped there. Meanwhile, the Cholos got solid performances from their pair of Browns and Chubb and Watson. While Diggs did his thing, and Elliott and the Saints defense combined for 30. Cholos cruise 118-97. The former pieces of shit versus death taxes and kickers. Commission is pieces of shit Tyree killed. Picked up right where they left off last year. Still poured on in 44 on opening day. The pieces of shit did not get much else from their starters as all but the Jets D came up short of projections. However, DTK starts off the year with a poor scouting output, scoring output as only Stevenson, Addison, and the Niners D outpaced projections. Piece of shit win this one easy, 130-82. My beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy versus the Fighting House Plants. Aaron Jones led the way for my beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy, leading the team with 26 points. Despite only Washington defense outpacing projections, my beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy gets double-digit performances from all but their tight end and kicker to give them a comfortable lead. The House Plants needed monster performances from their trio of Bills, Allen, Bass, and the Bills D to stay in this one, but they came up well short as the rest of the roster also had pedestrian performances. Dak Twisted Fantasy takes this one 126-82. Angus's Sloppy Stakes versus the Dangerous Knights crew. The Sloppy Stakes seemed poised for a monster performance with St. Brown bringing in 20 on Thursday night and getting 33 and 21 from my Ayuk and Etienne respectively in the 1 p.m. games on Sunday. But the scoring came to a grinding halt as the Eagles D reached double figures and Rodgers going down on the fourth play of the game on Monday night. Meanwhile, Dangerous Knights crew got all they needed thanks to a monster day by the Cowboys D and solid outings by Smith and Mahomes. Dangerous Knights coast to a victory 133-108. Ridley's Casino Bar and Grill versus Kraft's Personal Masseuse. Despite a solid start to the matchup from Montgomery on Thursday, bringing in 13 points, that was as close as it would get for KPM as Eckler and the Ravens' defense were the only others to meet projections. Meanwhile, reigning champs, our reigning champs saw four starters cross the 20-point threshold and another come within .8s of crossing it. Ridley's Casino Bar and Grill rolls KPM 160 to 99. 
homeboys not great not great um 220 but uh <laughs> you know um sam you know listen constructive criticism you were going a little slow there buddy i know i was trying to enunciate more than because i've gotten <laughs> feedback that i wasn't enunciating enough in the past um but yeah hey listen it's a we'll long see, season see. you know um yeah, we're 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 still in good shape. Um, I, again, I packed that one full. Try to do each uh, each matchup justice, but uh, that is your two minute and twenty second drill. And we'll we'll see how the uh, the sound came through. It was a little bit loud, but I just wanted to, I took a picture so y'all could see. <laughs> oh, you can't. It's gonna blur it out. Yep. I'll send it. Oh, yeah, you can see. See how low that is? It's it's almost non-existent. This is the highest it can go, and this is it, where it was it, at. It's for for whatever it's worth. On my end, it sounded fine. Like okay. it was, it was, it was, it, I was not struggling to hear myself over, Love it. over the well, audio. So we know if you can't hear what happened, you know who to blame. So that's, uh, that's always nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're going to throw Philly under the Riverside bus. FM. They have a, I think they have like a chat. You can talk to their admins and complain to them. <laughs> Give us more yeah. options. For... How about we move into, uh, how about we move into some drop ads? We mentioned it, some injuries. Some underperformances. What are your thoughts there? Oh man, there, there's a. The, it's always nice. Like week one, uh, the waiver wire is always popping. You know, uh, ah. I think I think as as the season goes on, there's obviously going to be um, lots of like there's going to be like individuals who pop off or maybe certain ones that are going to be must ads. But week one is just so unpredictable because you have so many people overreacting to uh, the first game of the season and. Uh, you know, we don't we don't know what to make of a lot of these ads and what's going to happen throughout the rest of the year because um, with obviously a 17 game season and a shortened preseason, people are saying that weeks you know maybe one through four of the regular season are almost like a preseason for some teams and so things are going to kind of work themselves out through that. Um, Keith, do you, have, do you have a preference on which one I take? Do you care? No, no, feel free. All right, I'm going to start with uh, I think the the talking about Kyron Williams. He is the fifth round draft pick out of Notre Dame uh, two years ago now, I want to say. He was uh, injured reserve last year for the most of the year. He had, had a little bit of production towards the end. Um, uh, but he really came alive this this week and had a, had a really good week. Uh, Cam Akers scored a touchdown as well. But Kyron Williams had uh, some really, really good production. Uh, I want to say he had – let me double-check my numbers. But he had um, – <clears throat> Yeah, he was on the field for 65% of the snaps. He had 15 carries, 52 yards, and two touchdowns. So he, he made he made pretty good uh, he had pretty good production for his time on the field. 17 points is, is a pretty good output. Um, if he can continue to, to kind of steal uh, snaps away from Cam Akers and Ronnie Rivers and the rest of that running back room, um, I, I could very well see Kyron Williams becoming the number one uh, running back in L.A. So he could be a good speculative at. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, what I wrote under this one was just <laughs> Cameron Archibald Akers. Enough said. Um, I keep seeing I, – I, I just want a, a sidebar about Cam Akers. I keep seeing on social media like, oh, Sean McVay hates Cam Akers. Sean McVay hates Cam Akers. He's not giving a fair shake. Cam Akers had 22 carries for 29 yards. Cam Akers just sucks. Sean McVay doesn't hate him. He just doesn't want to play shitty players. Cameron Akers sucks. 22 carries for 29 yards. So, And they're playing the, just, the Niners. They're playing the Niners this week. So 
it's not going to get any easier. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll leave, I'll leave this last one in case anybody else wants it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the Ravens running backs. So the Ravens have a great run game. Um, they have something, some kind of crazy streak going with 100 yard, um, you know, 100 yards, at least 100 yards team rushing, um, in so many games. But, um, J.K. Dobbins goes down. Um, another uh, Boston, or excuse me, Baltimore area doctor is going to make a lot of money working on J.K. Dobbins this year. But um, yeah, the the question becomes who who takes the lead. Um, Justin Hill or Justice Hill, excuse me, had eight carries for nine yards, um, but he found the end zone twice to salvage you know an otherwise pretty poor performance. Um, Gus Edwards carried the ball eight carries for 32 yards. Um, for my money, I think Gus Edwards was probably going to be the lead man um, moving forward. But what does that actually mean? And uh, the Ravens obviously activated Melvin Gordon off the practice squad. So, um, I, I mean, the Ravens just they want to run the football. Granted, they run better um, through Lamar Jackson. But um, one of those guys is going to have to step up and take some carries. You know, any one of them could be the guy. The problem is guessing which one could be the guy. Um, Justin Justice Hill got the uh, got the goal line um, short yardage touches that resulted in two scores. You know, who's who's that going to be week to week? But I think uh, if you're a running back needy guy, um, roll the dice on one of the Ravens running backs. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about Puka. I did want to say that basically to your point there, Keith. Like, I I stay away from. I tend to want to lean away from them. If you're already rostering one of them, great. Don't get rid of them. Keep them on your roster. Um, depending on where you're at on the waiver wire, like on the waiver priority list, I just I struggle because you don't know who's gonna is Justice Hill gonna just be a vulture. Um, you know, Gus Edwards might get you 80 yards, but um, you know, it's eight to to 12 points. Great if if Justice Hill is gonna get you know. 12 to 15 because he's vultures a couple touchdowns. It's a tough, it's not something you can really like be rest assured that if you start this person, they're going to get you points. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, like, like some other folks. So uh, Puka, uh, this is a guy I picked up in our dynasty league um, um, late last week. And I'm really glad I did. He's the, obviously the the darling of the waiver wire this, this week. And um, I think he's got potential um, to, to really settle in. I mean, I think saw 15 targets is a is a record for a rookie, um, and so uh, the thing we know about Matt Stafford is when he likes you, he likes you, and when he's going to throw to you, he's going to throw to you. Um, he's proven that over his career, and so if he feels that comfortable throwing to Puka, I mean, it's not like they had bums in there. Um, you know, he had a couple other uh, targets that he could throw to, and and still chose. Shows him, 15, I mean, fifteen times is crazy. It's a crazy number for a Tyree Kill, let alone uh, a rookie. So it could be a flash in the pan. But Cooper Cup's out for at least four weeks. I have a feeling it's going to be probably more like six, seven, eight weeks, um, just based on his injury history. Um, and so if you have Cooper Cup, this is a great handcuff. Um, you know, I don't. If you have, if you're early on in the waiver targets, you got to go for him. Um, and even if it just helps you get through the first couple weeks. Two or three wins, two or three wins could be a huge, huge thing when it comes to playoff time. So, um, I think he's, I think he's a must add. The the great thing about the I waiver think... right now is that if you look at it, there's no matter where you are on the priority. I was I was about to be 
like two or three on the priority and I somehow lucked my way into, into ninth on the priority. But there's still probably 10 to 15 targets that you could get and have a decent ad week one on the waivers, no matter where you're picking. Yeah. I think the other one to look at uh, with speaking of Rams wide receivers is Tutu Atwell. He had a really good, mm-hmm. uh, a solid game too. I mean, him and him and Puka combined for 23 targets um, and Tutu had six receptions for 120 yards. So he's definitely the, you know, the guy who's going to catch the balls over, over, you know, 20 yard passes and uh, his yards per catch was almost 20. So uh, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty impressive uh, as well, too. And he had, again, another impressive performance. So, obviously, probably look away from Ben Skoranek and Van Jefferson. Um, but yeah. I, think I mean, just looking the at the, receivers. the waivers, we have Jacoby Myers, Tyler Algier, uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Puka, Romeo Dubes, or Dobb, however you say it, Tutu Atwell. Um, uh, who's this? Uh, Rashawn Johnson, the rookie for Chicago, who had a monster yeah. week last week. Um, Kyron oh, Williams, um, Hunter Henry, Zay Jones, Darnell Mooney, Hayden Hurst, Josh Kelly. Um, I was going to say Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly is a guy who I was very surprised got the the usage that he got. Because um, I think he had, what, like 16 carries? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 production out of that sixteen carries and like ninety yards and a sketch yeah. and a touchdown, yeah, like especially if, you know uh, Eckler Eckler is obviously the top dog in that offense, um, and he's going to get you know a lot of the touches. Uh, he's going to get a lot of the touches through the air. But man, if you can get that kind of production, um, that kind of efficiency on, yeah, I mean the fact that he got sixteen touches, sixteen carries, that's that's a really good sign. That's 48% um, of the snap. He got 48% of the snap count on Sunday. Half, yeah. 48% of the snaps, and he managed 16 carries in that. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And, yeah. So clearly the they want of, to yeah. they want to limit Eckler's usage. Yeah, yeah. Eckler had the same amount of he had the same amount of carries. He had 16 carries. Uh, their mm. production was obviously a little bit different. Eckler was obviously on the field. He had five catches or four catches as well. So but Eckler's banged up a little bit. So if, if yeah. they do decide to put him on a pitch count, uh, you could see some, some, some continued usage from Josh Kelly on the rise. So there's yeah. some, some great options. And like yeah. I said, week one, uh, there's, there's plenty of overreacting to do. So feel free to, to make the most of it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some drops. We've got a handful. Yeah, we actually have absolutely. a lot. Um, well, I'll just I'll put the I'll I'll start with the the, the obvious ones, and uh, some of these guys have already been dropped. We talked about the injuries, guys who are not worth the IR spot. They've already been dropped. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Rodgers, um, and also I Kamish can vouch for this. I put Van Jefferson on here, and then maybe an hour or so later, uh, Barl dropped him. So um, good job there. The thing I wanted to say about Van Jefferson: ninety three percent of the snaps. Only five targets, four catches. Um, for some reason, Stafford just doesn't like looking his way. But um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Antonio Gibson here. Um, this was the one that I added. We heard a lot of. Uh, we heard a lot of talk in the offseason about Gibson getting an expanded role in the pass catching game. And insert title the creator. That was a fucking lie. Um, he saw just one target, four total touches. Um, Brian Robinson is clearly the lead back, um, but I mean, in that, and that's even without him doing a whole lot in the passing game. I think Robinson had two targets in the passing game, and he managed to catch one for a touchdown. 
Um, so I just I don't see Gibson having. I mean, maybe it was because they were in an absolute dogfight with the Cardinals um, that we just didn't see a lot of Gibson. But that's just not a promising sign when you heard a lot of hype all offseason about wanting to get him involved in the passing game, maybe expecting him be the expecting Gibson to be the third down back. Um, Fern's got a lot of holes. He's very thin at receiver. Um, so, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to go after Puka or Tutu, um, or, you know, any other big time or any other guy who had a, a really good game, um, pass catching in week one. So I'm going with Antonio Gibson here. I think the, I think the one that I was going to look at too, I think this is a player on Austin's roster. I want to say, um, is uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, he was a healthy scratch for the Eagles week one. Uh, and uh, uh, the Eagles are kind of stacked at running back. Kenny, Kenny G uh, is, is kind of the guy who's kind of sprung up the to the top of the, the depth chart with DeAndre Swift complimenting him and Boston Scott kind of sprinkled in in between. And there's just really not room on the 53-man uh, for – Four running backs. So you lose Sam. Yeah, no, I'm still here. Uh, we, we, we lost, lost you for a second. Like, audio no, Twenty seconds. Sick. Where did where did I today? <laughs> did I start on Rashad Penny or no? You did start on Rashad. You, Penny you started on. You were Rashad talking Penny, about yes. the Eagles. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about the Eagles crowded backfield. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's a crowded backfield. Uh, there's just not oh, room. Chunky, on <laughs> chunky boy. <laughs> <laughs> The internet does not want you talking about Rashad Penny. Yeah, like whatever you're saying about the Eagles, um, they do not want you saying it. So I, I promise it's good. But yeah, it's just a too crowded backfield, basically, and he's just not the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Um, we, we've already kind of talked about him. Um, didn't have a terrible week, but I, I just see it as somebody that you're going to. You're going to wish that you would replace this person with uh, somebody from the waiver this week. And it's Cam Akers. It's the week one, we talk about overreactions. And so I'm trying not to overreact in people that uh, the T. Higgins of the world who didn't, you know, didn't get any targets. Their teams had rough weeks. Um, I don't think this caused a panic. T. Higgins is still an elite receiver. Uh, there's some other folks that got that got minimal catches. Um, it's even like you had Sky Moore listed on here who didn't have a great showing, but they also. I don't think that offense is remotely the same without Travis Kelsey. And so I'd be interested to see what that dip, the difference of having Kelsey in there makes for Sky Moore. Cam Akers has proved over and over and over again that he sucks. And 22 carries for 29 yards, um, it's just it's just awful. Um, especially when you got Kyron Williams breathing down his neck uh, with a much more efficient day. Um, so... Cam Akers is a guy that, like, I just don't think he's going to provide you any value. Even in a pinch, I think there's probably better uh, long-term folks. Uh, and he's on he's on Carl's team, and, and Carl's got enough right now starting with McCaffrey and Pollard that, you know, find somebody better, find a project to work on. Cam Akers is not going to be your guy. Love it. Barl is certainly going to double down and keep Cam Akers. Yeah. <clears throat> So he's going to start him. He's going to start. Um, him. Yeah. He's going to start him next week and watch. He'll get a win just to prove a point. And it'll be like, Oh, he's, you know, he wins by like 40. He, he's uh, like, Oh, we'll see Cam Akers out there. He's like, Cam Akers got you three. You know? <laughs> right, Cam right. surpasses his projection by 0.01. Without, without Cam Akers, you still would have won by 37. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who the guys go for. I'm very interested to see like um you know how like Sleeper gives you that summary of like who I'll put in claims. Um, I'm very interested to see because I, I imagine there's going to be like five or six guys where everyone put a claim in for them. So for sure. And I mean, you look at you look at the you look at the bottom of the league as far as scoring goes, man. I mean, um, you know, Gino, uh, Gino, Fern, um, both failed to <laughs> both failed to get a hundred, or both failed to get uh, excuse me, both failed to get uh, get ninety this week. Um, you know, so they, they clearly need some, some desperate help. I, now those types of performances, they don't expect that to be the norm for them, but you definitely need some extra juice here. So. For sure. Well, I, uh, I think I'm ready to talk about, we've had obviously some, we talked about it in the two minute drill, kind of some, some crazy things happening this week. And, uh, obviously the, uh, the NFL has leaned into, uh, what the NFL script is. They've done all sorts of commercials for that this year. Of talking about what what the script is for this upcoming season, so we thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about what does the script look like for the 2023-2024 low expectation season? Because uh, obviously that's already been written, and uh, we can kind of assume of what's going to happen uh, this year. So uh, I've got a few that I've written down, and then the guys have also gotten a few that they've added wow. as well. So the first one. Uh, Oh, am I cutting out again? No, Sam versus yeah. his internet may be the most intense yeah. battle all week. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, who would have thought that the best matchup in, in friends and low expectations would be Kamish versus the interwebs, man? Man, I keep cutting out. I don't know why. Kamish versus his router. <laughs> I'm like right next to it, too. Like I can reach out and grab it. We were uh, FaceTiming before we started, and you you're, you dropped the call like three times on us. So. What was it? Yeah, it was weird. I don't know what's going on. Might have to restart it. But uh, I think the first, I think the first one we already wrote this, and this is stuff that happened yesterday. But Cheese uh, has the uh, the intuition to start Brandon Ayuk, who scores thirty two point nine, and then almost immediately loses uh, Aaron Rodgers and has to start Danny Dimes for the rest of the year. That's you know just peak Ellie stuff. Peak Ellie. Yeah, peak I mean, Ellie is just... it's me going into that matchup like the, like into Sunday night with zero like i'm already like thinking about the waivers and like okay cool so like if if these guys score then i might be like second or third on the waiver like i'm already planning for what it's like to be zero and one in the league and then the cowboys defense <laughs> just destroys and all of a sudden a damn near 40 lead. burger man a 40 a damn near 40 burger from defense dude completely I mean, negating a 33 point outing from brandon Ayuk. Yeah, so what I thought was gonna ha- was gonna have to be a miracle performance, like a performance for the ages, uh, from James Cook, ended up being okay. Well, now I just need him to roughly pace Aaron Rodgers. I think I was up like fifteen points heading into Sunday, and I just or heading into Monday, and I just needed him to like stay within fifteen points of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers fourth play zero point zero zero points, and. uh I felt like the that Undertaker meme I sent in the chat, just the Undertaker sitting up on the map, just going, "Okay, I'm here." I, it, it, if you're Austin, this is this is brutal. Um, I don't know. I checked the projection updates like in like ha- like 
halftime of the one o'clock games. And he was projected like 130 points. He was projected to be like the second highest scorer because he had Amon Ross St. Brown give him 20 on opening night, Thursday night. And then both Travis Etienne and Brandon Ayuk played the one o'clock games and they combined for like 55 points between the two of them. And it looked like he was just going to absolutely smack the shit out of you. (laughs) And like, it just, it just died there. Like everyone else was like, no, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like he had the Eagles defense at 14 points. Like that's pretty good for a defense. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a bad defense. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're, if you're, if your defense gets you between eight and 12, you've had a good day. Yeah. Right. If they, if they stay right at 10, you're, you're doing great. Right. So yeah, what what a day! It doesn't, it doesn't help when you have Drake London just running cardio, <laughs> dude. The other toughest matchup of uh, friends and low expectations is Arthur Smith and using the players he drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Bijan just making that guy look <laughs> stupid and then immediately getting sat, basically. <laughs> yeah, like my God, man! I, 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 I as a Bucks fan, I love it. Like, please do not use your great players. I don't want you to. <sighs> What's oh, next on the script? Yeah, uh, the one <laughs> Keith. Uh, Keith is not pleased, but I uh, said Keith <laughs> will ultimately lose a key player due to a hamstring injury that'll cause him to start acting reckless and make a trade uh, that'll ultimately backfire. <laughs> Which you know, uh, as soon as as soon as I saw Aaron Jones uh, limp straight into the the tunnel, I was like. Here we fucking go again, boys. <laughs> I I thought I thought for sure I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like you know that celebration, like the soccer player who um, she was. Uh, I think she played for Spain, maybe. I don't know. She was a female soccer player, and she scores a goal and she starts limping and then she like twerks. I was like, okay, maybe he's just gonna like taunt him a little bit. And then he ran straight up into the uh, tunnel, and I was like, oh god, there it goes again. Um, yeah, as 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 upset as I was when I saw that. Um, I'd be a liar if I said I, I haven't already batted around uh, trying to trade for a running back. I got good good receiver depth, but I uh, could use a running back. So let's hope uh, let's hope the indestructible hamstring nickname um, really helps me out with Aaron Jones and Keenan Allen. Yeah, and then yeah. the third one the third one I have is we kind of joked about this in the chat already, but uh, it's already been decided that Mo will most likely face Joe in the seventh place championship game for like the third year in a row. For sure, that, I think okay. I think death taxes. I think death taxes kickers. Like one of those two should just name themselves. Uh, both of them should just name themselves death taxes facing Joe in the seventh in the <laughs> in the toilet bowl, and the yeah. other one death taxes facing Mo in the toilet bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, my my fir- my first entry here. Uh, Barl's going to finish the season with empty roster spots because uh, everyone's just going to keep getting hurt. Um, he got real lucky last year that CMC uh, avoided the injury bug. Um, he's he's going to keep Cam Akers on his roster just despite us. I guarantee it. So he's safe. But uh, I guarantee it. We're going to get to the end of the season. Carl's going to just leave a roster spot empty because he won't have somebody that he likes. Um, and he'll just have a bunch of hurt guys on his team. Uh, also, Carl's uh, going to end up with a keeper-worthy player via a trade. Somehow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. And gonna it's going to be a guy that currently. Carl now. It's it's going to be a guy that currently you would not even think about as a keeper. Like if he was on your roster, 
you wouldn't think about him as a keeper. It's going to be somebody like that that Carl's going to end up with. The next year, you're going to be like, how the hell does Carl have like four keeper-worthy guys on his roster? Yep, yep. That's uh, death taxes, Carl having four keepers. <laughs> uh, my next entry here. Um, Gino is not going to win a kicking matchup. Um, so far, Gino is 0-0-1. He tied this week, um, both his kicker and... Um, uh, sorry, both his kicker and uh, Kamish's here both uh, ended with five. I don't think I think Gino's going to lose his kicker crown. Did, so did he I ever have the crown? He's going to have a or or does he just that? draft kickers early? Like, is he actually the kicker king, or does he just draft Justin Tucker early? What are you yelling at Gino for? What did he do to you? <laughs> sorry, you were yelling at me earlier, and so I felt like I just had to <laughs> had to lash out. <laughs> Yeah, Keith used my government name in a text earlier, and I don't know what. <laughs> wow, I still don't yeah, know he's what. Just I... Never gonna let this go. <laughs> still don't never gonna let this go. Um, well, anyway, Gino, you're, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Philly says you've never even had the kicker crown, so I that's not, that, I'm not that. saying he hasn't. I'm asking, can we go back? We need Joe in the chat. Can Joe go back, our resident <laughs> historian, and find out who has been the key, the who scored the most points off of kickers each year in in file? Well, he's gonna do that. You know, you know. Well, he yeah, will. I want him to. I want to find out. <laughs> Let's have it be known that the last time that Justin Tucker was ranked number one, the number one kicker in fantasy, was 2016. That was the last time he's been the number one, like oh, the wow. highest scoring. We weren't. We didn't even scoring. have friends in low expectations then. Yeah, yeah I mean, we'll he's been two thing. and three, two and three in 2022 and 2021, but. Um, yeah, the last time he was like the he's only been the top ranked kicker once, and that was twenty sixteen. So I don't interesting. Just, Eric, wow. Gino keeps going back to him. I mean, he's consistently like second, third. He was yeah. seventh in twenty twenty, but maybe Justin Tucker isn't the guy. Wow. Yeah, that, that's actually interesting because I'm thinking like even in twenty eighteen when Lamar won MVP, that was Mahomes' breakout year. So I imagine kicker one was probably Harrison Bucker. So, huh. I don't know. Even even the Rams had a really good offense that year. Who was that, Matt? Uh, not Matt Prater. Um, so, is it Greg the Lake, resident? Yeah, Greg Zerline. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe even he was ranked higher. I don't know. So, last year, according to our league, Justin Tucker was the highest scoring kicker in the league. 162 in points league? in our league. And Gino had him. And then uh, Friday was uh, second with 160 with Daniel Carlson. And then 2021 season, um, 2021 season, interestingly, uh, uh, well, actually, maybe this, maybe this is just telling me who they're current, who seem they're currently on because it says you have. Carlson again yeah. with you had him in 2021. I don't so remember. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's not. Oh, I, I could probably, I could probably tell you. I think I did have him last year. No, I. No, Fern had him last year. Who Tucker? Daniel Carlson. Fern had Daniel yeah. Carlson last year. I had him two years ago. I don't know. We're spending a lot of time on this. Yes. But I feel like <laughs> not, important. not important. We're going. We're, Joe will let us. We're snap. going down the kicker. We're, Joe, we're going Joe down will the let kicker us rabbit hell. Um, my uh, 
Mine are so I had a I had a throw at me. Um, I start hot and then end up with a really tight battle for sixth at the end of the season. So I, I fully anticipate to win, you know, a, quite a few games and feel really really good about myself and start thinking about what it might be to have a championship belt and then um, and then very quickly <laughs> find myself hoping I'm not just gets yanked out. Jamar yeah. Chase misses like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, fighting for that last playoff spot. Um, it's gonna feel real good in like twelve weeks. <laughs> um, and then uh, Fred stays quiet until he wins two in a row, and then talks enough shit to go into hibernation again from mid October to September of next year. So we'll hear from Joe for about four solid weeks. He'll talk a lot of shit, and then just as quick as he came, he's gone. <laughs> I, I I wish uh, I wish we would have kept uh, tabs because he's been awful quiet in the chat lately too. Um, I, I don't think that has anything to do with his fantasy performance, um, but um, we should keep a running tab of how many times Fred actually messages yeah. <laughs> in the group. There used to be a I think that was no that was an ESPN where they tracked the amount of messages sent or something like that. That was like I think that was something you could follow along with an ESPN. That's the script so far. That's the script. Uh, feel free to feel free to feel free to let us know what you think. Uh, what you think the friends and low expectations have in store uh, for this upcoming season, or what you think is going to happen? We'd love to to hear what other people think about the the script for this year. I think we also maybe joked about but, this in the chat, but one of the one last scripting I'll say is Joe <laughs> starting off slow and then getting hot, 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 hot to end the season. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Once once we get to the toilet bowl, you rest assured. <laughs> Joe's Joe's squad is going to go demon mode. <laughs> what is it like week ten to twelve? And Joe's going to be insane, and then the yeah. playoffs. Joe's going to be Joe's going to drop a two hundred bomb first week of the <laughs> toilet bowl playoffs, and then like, oh, where was this all year long? <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it's going to go. Cool. Say something cheeky or something. Also, but, just uh, want to point out, Philly lied. Um, we're definitely <laughs> roasting Joe now. <laughs> I didn't roast Joe. I said it's going to start slow and get hot. That's all I said. Y'all's rivalry is getting so soft. Check check the tran- check the transcript. Y'all's rivalry is getting real soft. Just just getting giving him bulletin board material right now. Um, let's talk about our picks. We have first, we have some pickums to do. Uh, yeah. First first matchup we've gotten written down is the my beautiful. Well, it's one word, so I have to say it really fast. My beautiful Bedak twisted fantasy. Um, if you could have said it's, it that quickly in two minute drill, we might have been under that, two minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said that one. You said, didn't you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. No. And I said uh, dark twisted fantasy like four times. <laughs> yeah. So my beautiful deck twisted fantasy and the former pieces of shit, which is my team. Um, I picked Kiefer to win because um, uh, he has no reason other than. Other than he just doesn't want to pick himself. He's trying to do some reverse psychology <laughs> shit. He knows he's got the better team, but he, he just won't pick himself because that's just not who yeah. he is as a person. Yeah. So Philly and I both know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> um, he is going to steamroll me. Right now, he's currently favored by like 15 points. Um, he has a Tyreek Hill. I do not. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Sam's gonna pick me because that's just who he is. 
Um, Philly and I are going to pick the correct answer, and it's going to be Sam. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have much else to say to that. I mean, I think you, think you said it all there. Yeah, like what is there to say, man? You have the better team. It's okay to admit that, Sam. Well, it depends on what depends on uh, what happens in these games, but you know anything can happen and low expectations, and we've learned that. So let's uh, let's go into our. Is it matter. is it more disrespectful to say that you're that he's going to beat you, or is it more disrespectful to act like he's being humble about his team? Well, I mean, first of all, coming from you, Philly, you did the, you had this fake humble act on Sunday. Yeah, you did it all weekend. What do you <laughs> yeah, mean? You did, it, you did it all day Sunday until the Cowboys defense just came and bailed you out. So you no, know, that wasn't being. That was. To... I thought I was going to lose. I was very clearly going to lose that matchup. I had no way yeah, of knowing that's... the Cowboys were going to score thirty eight points. Reverse psychology. Reverse, Reverse psychology. psychology. Yeah, you literally that's what we're did talking it. About. Whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, you did it. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I hope everyone has a great fantasy weekend. Ex- uh, except I hope you have a better I hope I have a better one. No, Philly, fuck you. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> oh. Quit this nice guy act. <laughs> Alrighty. Our next matchup. Um Death Taxes Kickers, Dan Flash's Superstore. Gino versus Joe. What do you guys got? Dang. Dang. Um, I got Joe here. Uh, I know Gino's yeah. favored currently. He's um, only favored by seven points. Um, and I think, um, like, you saw flashes of Jameer Gibbs. Um, Scary Terry didn't have a great great showing, but um, I think, I mean, I think you could even potentially switch out Anthony Richardson for Trevor Lawrence, uh, as crazy as it sounds, and um, and maybe get some more points out of that. So um, I'm not, still not as hyped on Ramondre Stevenson or Samaj P. Ryan. Um, and so, uh, and we'll see what happens with Travis Kelsey if he plays or not. So, um, I'm I'm leaning towards Joe here. Yeah, I think it comes down to Kelsey, um, and I also think it comes down to what Gino. I mean, Gino obviously has a pretty good spot on the waiver wire as well. So it depends on what he does there because he he really needs a running back too. Um, DeAndre Swift obviously is not the guy right now. Uh, Zeke is not the guy. Samaji P Ryan. You probably start him in a pinch, but I wouldn't start him. Um, so I think it's just going to depend on what happens. Joe Burrow should obviously bounce back. I think Ramadre Stevenson could have a good week. Devontae Adams should have a good week as well. John Dotson had a lot of targets. And if Travis Kelsey's back, that'll be huge. Uh, I think Jordan Addison could be in line for a big week. Uh, I don't know if you saw Philly, but James Bradbury is out uh, for Thursday with a concussion. So yeah. there'll likely be a, uh, a, a second-string cornerback. Uh, likely guarding him because big play Slay will probably be on uh, Jay Jetta's most of the night. So, like I said, I, I think I think Gino could have a pretty bounce, a pretty big bounce back. It, it's going to depend on what happens with his running back two position, though, because uh, like you, I mean, and obviously, as long as Joe Burrow can bounce back against the the Ravens, uh, he should be in line for a good week. Yeah, I think these two, um, this is going to be an interesting matchup because the the story of these two is both just like really freakish underperforming performances. Like if you'd have told me Gino was going to get like, what is it, 16 total points between Joe Burrow and Devontae Adams, I'd be like, no, there's just no way. Um, Travis Kelsey, not uh, Travis Kelsey, not in the starting lineup. That's, you know, a huge 
influence there. I mean, Kyle Pitts, I mean, he has Kyle Pitts as his backup and even him getting just three targets. Um, so this is just an all underperforming week for both of them. And I mean, even when you look at, even when you look at uh, Joe, um, you know, Bijan looked to looked looked as good as advertised. I imagine he'll probably get better. Um, Jameer Gibbs, bit of an underperformance there, a bit underwhelming, although he showed flashes. Justin Jefferson, even, I mean, the man had like 120 yards at halftime, and then he had just like two catches uh, in the second half. Like, I mean, Justin Jefferson should have been uh, should have been vying with Tyreek Hill for the best day, best performance of the day. Um, and he just disappeared in the second half. For what reason? I don't know. Was it a Kirk Cousins thing? Was it a Justin Jefferson thing? Was it a coverage thing by the Bucks defense? I don't know. But if you told me that Justin Jefferson is going to have almost 150 yards at the half, I'd tell you he's probably going to finish close to 300. Um, and instead he finished right at like 150. So um, I picked I picked Joe this week. Um, I picked uh, Dan Flashes. I think he's going to – I think he just has the, the better roster right now. Um, waivers aside, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Bijan, Justin Jefferson. I mean, any given week, those guys are going to combine for 75 plus points, you know? Um, so I'm going with, uh, going with Joe here. Dan flashes gets his first one of the season. Sweet. Next matchup we got is Ridley's casino bar and grill. I don't know. Is that what it is? I don't remember. Ridley's yeah. bar and grill yes. casino, something like that. And, wow. uh, against, uh, Angus's sloppy steaks. Philly, what you got? Um, I got uh, I got Varl here. I I I think it's going to be a much tighter um, matchup than the um, than the stats say. Um, I, I mean, you just look at the big play potential of Brandon Ayuk and St. Brown. And I know Damian Pierce didn't play that well, but um, ETN has some big potential. And, I mean, Danny Jones, like, he had a bad week last week. But, I mean, last season he had, um, let's see, over, from week 10 on, he had a 22, 26, uh, 17, 20, 22, uh, 23, a 40 point performance. Um, so I think, you know, I think he could have a big day. Um, so I think it's going to be closer um, than anticipated, but there's just a lot of firepower uh, on Barl's team. So um, it's hard it's hard to go against him at this point. Yeah, you can't really look at yeah. the point projection right now for either of these teams. Um, you know, Barl at the moment is favored by 12, but uh, Austin doesn't have a kicker slotted in, and Barl also doesn't have a, a flex slotted in. Um, bit interesting at the moment. Um, Austin has uh, Daniel Jones on his roster, not slotted in a quarterback. Makes me think he's probably going for somebody. Maybe Jordan Love, maybe Brock Purdy. Um, who knows uh, what the option there? Um, so I, I, I just think I think I think Austin's going to have a big bounce back week here. Um, I think Damian Pierce is going to have a much better week. Travis Etienne is going to continue to do Travis Etienne things. Um, St. Brown is going to continue to do continue to play well for the Lions. I just see him having a bounce back week here. Um, I certainly don't see Carl putting up 160 again. Um, you know, probably somewhere around like the 120 to 130 range. And I think uh, I think Austin will be able to get back to that, um, provided he gets a quarterback that can play a full game and not <laughs> miss the not miss 
the almost literal entirety of the game. So um, I think it's going to be very close. Um, I, I'm picking, uh, picking, picking sloppy stakes here. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going. I'm going Barl here here as well. Um, I think. Uh, well, we talked about Barl's death, but uh, it'll be. Like I said, I, I just don't know if I see enough in uh, Austin's team right now to, to be able to convince me that uh, he's not going to do a repeat performance, even with a, a like a, an addition at quarterback, maybe an upgrade. But I think it's still going to be hard to continue to produce at that level. And I like Carl's starting roster at least. So I'm going Barl. What's our fourth matchup? We got, uh, oh, geez. It's, uh, Ducky Ducky Fred Cholo and the Houseplants. The Houseplants, yeah. Um, I picked Fern. Um, yeah, it's his wedding week, so I figured, uh, figured I'd go with Fern. (laughs) That's my reason. There. So if that bites me in the butt, I don't know what type of sign that is. Uh, they always say don't don't gamble with your heart. Um, I think that might be gambling with your heart there, bud. Well, <laughs> here uh, we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Cholo over House Plants here. Um, I think Mo's going to have a Mo's another guy who's going to have a, a bounce back week. He's um, you know the the projections are about even right now, um, but I think top to bottom he's just got a little bit of a better roster. He's definitely more stable at wide receiver. Um, I'd expect um, I'd expect that we're not going to see T. Higgins get eight targets and not bring in any of them. Um, I think DJ Moore is still settling in to the to the Bears' offense. So yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Kentucky Fried Cholos here. I'll hit it. All right. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm I'm going Cholo as well. Um, I just think it's close. Um, I think he's a bit better top to bottom. Um, I'll say that I feel like the big play potential is a little bit stronger for Fern than than Mo. Um, like his is a, his is like a really like I don't know if you ever played on ESPN Fantasy, but it has like the boomer bust rankings. Um, and like you know, obviously you want to try to be like in the middle, but sometimes you'll get a player and it's like. 40% boom potential, 40% bust potential. That's kind of how I feel Fern's roster is right now, at least for this week, is uh, he could have an amazing week. He could have um, kind of a dumpster fire of a week. And so um, just that instability is kind of what leads me to, to mow over him. But I think it'll be close. And our last matchup of the week is the the Dangerous Knights crew against Kraft Personal Masseuse. And this is the only one that I think we had unanimously, actually, in, in this week. We all picked uh, Dangerous Knights crew over Kraft's personal masseuse. So I'm glad, yeah. glad we're in the glad we're in the same boat. Yeah, I, think, I feel uh, like uh, Tractor Cedo, um, four point two yards per carry last week. Um, Ryan Tannehill can't throw the ball, so they're going to keep running him. So until his legs fall off, um, I'm hoping that <laughs> Tractor Cedo will take me to the promised land. Um, which, which could very well happen this this uh, this season, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> as long as they get the, as long as they get a championship, you know, he's, he's got his money. Um, <laughs> so I, um, 
I, I again, I feel this is the fun thing about early in the season is I feel like everyone's roster is pretty comparable. Like I don't think there's any glaring holes in rosters at this point, and really it's kind of anyone's game. I think week to week. Um, but I had a couple of, of folks like um, Mahomes did have a stellar week. He had a decent week. Jamar Chase had a had a pretty much of a dud of a week. Um, so I feel like there's some some room to grow, and and hopefully uh, he got the win here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna have a, I think you're gonna have a good week. Um, I'm interested to see how what happens in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. Uh, he was only on the field for 48 percent of the snaps, and Ty, I think Tyjay Spears actually outsnapped him. He did. Um, so that's gonna be something an interesting development to keep your eye on. Uh, and I don't know the necessarily the the reasoning behind it, but I, a lot of analysts have said that is something to to keep an eye on. So. But again, I think we're all we're all pretty unanimous, and, and Philly uh, should should win this. Yeah. Let's uh, ready to move on to our love lock it. of the love week. It. Let's uh, let's go through these. Uh, let's do some rapid fire on this. So, lock of the week, Keith. Who do you have? Dan flashes picking Joe to get his first win, and you were right. I did have that backwards. Um, but Dan flashes. Joe's going to lock in his first dub. Sweet. Philly, who do you have? Uh, former pieces of shit. Uh, commission's team. And I'm, I'm going, I'm Ouch, going with, fair. I'm going with Fern. I'm rolling with Fern as my lock of the week. So hopefully he doesn't let me down. Um, who's our Game dog? Of the heart, man. Who's, who's our dog of the week? Keith, who do you have for your dog? Angus is sloppy steaks. Gonna, gonna knock off the, uh, gonna knock off the two time. Philster. Um, I know in the picks I had um, Barl beating uh, Cheese. I, I couldn't really think of a dog that I thought was super uh, underrated uh, or undervalued uh, in the matchups. Um, cheese was the one that had the, the biggest gap. Uh, Barl has a 50%, ch- 7% chance of winning. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he's gonna. it's going to be a lot closer than uh, the current projections have it. So that was uh, my dog. I'm going. I'm going with my beautiful deck, Twisted Fantasy. So I think uh, just doubling down on the reverse psychology, man. This is just <laughs> diabolical plays right here. This is well. To be fair, to be fair, you're the only one that I picked that was an underdog. So uh, it it had to. I mean, currently based on current projections, I'm familiar so. with your game. Right. <laughs> you can't fool and, me. Uh, and our sleeper. Insert Shack meme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my sleeper of the week, Anthony Richardson. Um, he's projected for 19 right now, going up against uh, an, an improved but still not good Houston defense. Um, I like him to get get, get at least three scores today or uh, on Sunday. I'm going with Chris Olave. He's only projected for 13. Um, Derek Carr realized probably a good bit into the second quarter maybe that Chris Olave is a heck of a wide receiver and started feeding him. So I see Chris Olave going for between 15 to 17 points. Philly. Yeah. Projection wise, he's not a sleeper, but based on performances last week, you'd be um, maybe not. uh, People wouldn't necessarily be upset with you for benching T Higgins, but I think this is a bounce back week for that whole Bengals offense. Um, He's projected for 14. Um, I could easily see him getting up close to 20. Um, but I, I think he will hit his projection um, or, or beat it. I just can't count that Bengals offense. Love it. And we, 
uh, it's never too early to, to get in on the hot seat. We're obviously only one weekend, uh, but Keith, who do we have written down for this so far? Uh, I just, I, I don't want to say it, but every, every, maybe, you maybe, know, maybe everyone's you thinking can, it. You could have everyone's thinking it out. You could have everyone's it thinking out. it. Um, listen, Joe, should, should, I, should, I, should I read Keith's notes that he wrote down? Should I read the notes that he wrote down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wrote down it's never too early to put Joe on the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, didn't break a hundred points this week. Zero um, and one. It just seems like more bad Joe fantasy luck. Um, especially especially when you get you know you get sixty you know sixty five points from Lawrence Robinson and Jefferson. Like you you should you should pull out a win there. So I, Joe, I don't know. Who, what, which doctor in what foreign country you've upset, but you need to find them. You need to apologize. You need to make it right so that you can start winning fantasy matchups. Outside of week, you know, 10 yeah, and up. outside of the toilet bowl when you're battling it out for seventh place. And then uh, the other two we have is that both, both teams who failed to, to hit break 90 points, which is death taxes and kickers and, and Fern's team. So, uh, Already on the hot seat one weekend, but as we know, we're only one weekend, so there's plenty of time for things to, to go uh, completely off the rails. And uh, that leads me to our favorite sound clip uh, of the show. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. We had a pretty good question this week. Um, we're, we had a question from the Kentucky Fried Cholo, Mo, um, and his question was, uh, what would be the ideal North American city for an expansion team? So, actually, I'll wait to ask this question, but I think this is a great question, and I'm, I'm excited to hear, hear what, your, what y'all's thoughts are. Anyone, anyone have a preference on starting? Well, first, I would just like to say um, this was the only question submitted this week. He um, submitted so, a second one as well. No, I left that one in there. Oh. It was from it the was previous. from the draft episode. Gotcha. From the gotcha. previous mailbag dump, I left it in there because I actually liked the question, um, but I did like this one better. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. fellas, help us out. Uh, more mailbag entries, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, what's your question? You said you had a follow up question. What's your I'll, question? I'll ask it. I'll ask it when I get to my turn. Okay. Unless you, want me, unless you want me to go first. Yeah, let's you, let's you go first because okay. now I got to know what your question is. Sure. My question is is when we say ideal North American city, does it can there already be a team there? Oh, hmm. I would I would say no. Okay. I would say no because I was going to say I would make the argument, and I think Jerry Jones has been making this argument for a while, but Dallas could probably support two teams in mm. the, the Dallas. Uh, Fort yeah, Worth, the metropolitan area. Yeah. Uh, they're like, what, what like the, the third most popular, or third or fourth most populous metropolitan city, and all the other ones have, have two teams. You look at the LA, they have two teams. Uh, New York, obviously two teams. Uh, people make the argument that, that Dallas would be good for two teams. Um, okay, so that means I'm up. Um, I think I would love for... I think the most obvious answer would be great to see a team back in, in St. Louis. I think that's probably the city that uh, if, if I was to see one, I would love to see a team uh, back in the St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis 
metropolitan area. I mean, they've got a storied history there. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of got the rug pulled out from underneath them when the Rams left. So uh, I think if anyone's deserving, I think it's definitely the, the St. Louis land area. Mm, yeah. Phil, do you want to go? Or you want me to go? You go. I'm still thinking. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between two. I, I, first of all, I I rejected the the two teams, one city thing because I just don't think the LA setup is is doing well for the Chargers and Rams. Um, that that's just me. That's just me personal. Um, so for this hypothetical, I'm I'm gonna I, I'm torn. There are two cities that I think would be great for an NFL team. One of them is in Canada, and that's Toronto. Um, they've got an MLB franchise. They've got, uh, an NBA franchise that is, that has won a championship. I think Toronto could definitely support an American football or could definitely support an NFL franchise. The question becomes, do they have the interest in bringing, um, an American football team to the city? Yeah. Have um, a the Canadian other one, football team there. what's that? They already have Canadian football there. The yeah. Toronto, but it's, it's, the just, it's just different. It's just a different brand yeah. of football. Um, my other one is Austin, Austin, Texas. Um, I think I, Texas could, the state of Texas could certainly support three teams, just like Florida, just like California. Um, so I, I think, I think Austin, um, would be a great place. Um, they are diehard Longhorn fans there. They love their football. Most of them there are, you know, Dallas Cowboys fans anyway. Um, I think Austin would be a really cool um, expansion site. Well, I wish it would have gone before you. Um, <laughs> um, I have one that's kind of a, a cheat, um, but because it, it already kind of exists. But I think having a team in New York City would be. Amazing. I was thinking that. Like I was actually actually that. in the city, not in New Jersey, but in the city. Um, like how awesome it must be to live in New York city and be able to walk over to Madison square garden or to Yankee stadium. Uh, or if you live in Brooklyn, like, like just, it's just in the neighborhood, like going to, if you've ever been to like Wrigley, for example, like it's so cool how integrated it is just in the middle of the city. Um, and I think I mean, there's not really necessarily space for it in, in the city, but um, having it in New York city would be cool. My, my actual choice for like a new location that doesn't have a team technically in its market um, was going to be New Braunfels, Texas. Um, it is about the halfway like point San between, between San Antonio and Austin. Um, and I think uh, San Antonio is itching for another professional sports franchise. Um, Austin doesn't have one. Uh, they have an MLS team, but uh, of the big four, they don't, they don't have one. And so I, I think putting one right in the middle there um you know, it's, it's perfect for, um, you, you could, you could build the stadium out. You could have tons of parking, um, new Braunfels itself is this, is a kind of up and coming area. So it has plenty of shopping and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you'd have two markets within a 30 minute drive of the stadium. Um, that I, I think, I think those two markets together would really support that team. So, um, the, que the question I would ask, cause I think that's a great, I think it's a great idea. Um, who claims it? Do you call it, you know, San Antonio insert mascot? Do you call it Austin insert mascot? Do you, you, I, you don't go with New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Yeah, no, you go, you go, I think you go Texas. I think you go Texas something. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like the Texas like, Rangers type, type deal. Yeah. Or Texas Renegades or 
It's just uh, an opposite of the Houston Texans. You just go Texas yeah, Houston. Yeah. Texas Houstons. The Texas Houstons, yeah. The, the, tex- um, the Texas Texans. There's probably like there's probably something that's popular. Like there's probably you know some kind of um, local lore there, or like the Texas um, the Texas Tupacabras. Well, <laughs> or the the, the the what's the what's the sandal the. Um, Chocolate? The chocolate? <laughs> yeah, the flying chocolate, whatever. <laughs> that feels racist. No, that they named one of their teams that. Like, um, did they really? Yeah, it was like when the minor league baseball did like the um, Spanish Heritage Night, Latin Heritage oh. Nights. They they renamed one of the teams with that was their. It was like their logo was a flying sandal. Um, I'd be okay if you brought back the Oilers, Texas Oilers. Yeah. yeah, you know, There's or like uh, bring back the Oilers, do the Texas Oilers in New Braunfels, Texas, or if you did something similar to how cities. like. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. No, I was gonna, I was going to change the topic. So if you want to uh, wrap us, up I was going to say like that. you could do something like um, you know how the Bears and the Cubs, something maybe with the Spurs. Um, I don't I don't know what else, but you could do, but the Texas rattles, ooh, Texas rattlesnakes, and then your your mascot is Stone Cold. <laughs> it's Stone Cold. <laughs> Ooh. Here's some here's some other cities though that could be interesting. I'm just looking up. I just looked up. You know, the most popular cities in the U.S. That that uh, um, Oklahoma City could be an interesting one. That's one that we haven't necessarily talked about. Uh, they obviously have the the Thunder there, and they're pushing to get their soccer team back for a USL. So that could be an interesting one. Portland could be an interesting one. Uh, I don't know if that impedes too much on Seattle's market or not, but. Uh, that could be one, another one that people haven't necessarily, I don't, I, I don't necessarily see this happening, but like Louisville, uh, mm, another one Kentucky. that's, uh, it's like, that, does that impede on, uh, Cincinnati and or, um, Indianapolis's market? So and that could be a fun one. Matter. Right. Right. Like there's a lot there. Um, I mean, is Milwaukee far enough away from Green Bay? Probably not. You know, there's a lot there's. People have been saying Virginia Beach is a, another one that could be an option for a future sports, like a baseball team or something like that. So there's some some pretty good options uh, that I could possibly see happening. There's I was thinking the other one I was thinking about was like Salt Lake City because they don't have a, a football team. They have, I mean they obviously they have basketball and soccer, uh, but that could be another. I had I had site. I had thought about Portland, uh, but number one, I don't think Portland deserves anything good. Um, number two, the Northwest market is just like, I just, I don't know that a new team in Portland would be sustained in the Northwest market because the big three around here are the Raiders, Broncos and Seahawks. And the, and the Raiders fan base has been here well before they moved to Las Vegas. Um, like this area had a huge Raiders following you know, year that dates back years. And so, you know, I think like, I just don't know that a team in Portland or Salt Lake city would do well because you're, you know, you're fighting for fans that are already separated between, you know, three pretty storied franchises. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is a, this was a fun topic guys. I think uh... one that one, one more that I think could do is like a Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Alabama. They just, I mean, football is so big in Alabama, and the Saints kind of run that territory between the Saints and the Falcons. But I think Alabama has enough interest in football that they could support it, even though they'd be kind of between two teams there. 
They just built um, a brand new, brand new stadium there too. It's uh, it's not massive compared to other stadiums, but I mean, it seats forty thousand, so it's it's good sized, protective stadium. That's where they hosted like, it's, I don't know what is it's that called. where the the Reese's Senior Bowl was played, the Birmingham. No, no, that I thought that was in Mobile. Yeah, it's in Mobile. is that Mobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played like the it's whatever the little brother to the the Olympics is. They had the games there. I don't know. They have all sorts of goofy stuff in these games, but it was in Birmingham this year or a few years ago now. But so that was the stadium that they held it at, protective stadium. Yeah. So I think the most likely if they if they do expand is St. Louis or Mexico City. I don't know that I love Mexico City as a location. Um, it's hard. It'd be hard to travel to. Um, and I don't know that they get the market there that they wanted to. Um, I see them before they expand in the U.S. I'd see them probably going overseas first. Um, That'd be wild. Whether that's whether that's Mexico or it's it's a team in England. Um, but yeah, London. That'd be crazy. It just it just doesn't seem like yeah, that just doesn't seem feasible. Logistically, it seems unrealistic. But who knows? Yeah, I, I think though if if we get an expansion franchise, St. Louis will get a team back before before anybody else. And I think also that's how they do expansions. Whoever they loses to, a yeah, team is first in line to get one. Yeah, there's got to be rights or something like that to, to get back. Well, yeah, because that's like, what happened with Houston. Houston uh, the Oilers moved to Nashville, and then when Oilers, expansion Cleveland. time came around, the one before that was Baltimore. Baltimore lost the Colts to Indianapolis, and then they got the Ravens. So, Yep. So, I don't know. Well, so I, I think I St. Louis is going to be the first to get a franchise no matter what if they do expand. But the problem is you're at you're at 32 teams. So realistically, you're not adding a new franchise unless you can add two more to make it an even 34. So somebody's got to move would be the thing. So yeah, I could see the Chargers. I could see the Chargers end up moving at some point because just the L.A. market is just so divided back to, between. Back to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, the L.A. market is just so divided between. The 49ers and Raiders as it is, um, you know, neither one of those teams are really the the true son of the city with Los Angeles. So I could see the Chargers eventually moving to St. Louis just to get out of the shadow of the Rams, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see what happens. But like I said, great conversation, guys. And I think this is a conversation that people are going to continue to have, obviously. But that that about does it. I think it was a great great first real episode back uh, for for season one, guys, or season three, episode two. Um, you know what they say. Remember to keep the standards low and your expectations lower. And we'll see you all next week. I'm dead fresh, I might pull up in a casket You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash it I smash it, I let your mama rob my sunglasses I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do You can be killing it, motherfuckers always talking But damn it, I'm high too, that means I don't give a fuck Yeah, I wanna stunt, I make your salary thrice in a month I pay your daddy to roll up my bus And he blow your allowance to pay for my lunch You ain't with the shits, you ain't with the shits You ain't with the shits